evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Hanukkah and welcome to the December 25th, 2016 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. The premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m. as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. If you had a game this week, let us know about it. Friend me on Facebook and send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you could like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes of The Court Report from this season and last season all the way back to the first season. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Welcome back to the Court Report, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Hanukkah after our, our two-week break. We have a lot to discuss today. Two weeks' worth of action in what contained the largest amount of games in the one-week period. Forget about two-week periods. Basketball, hockey, and hockey. We have the matchup of the two top teams under our rankings, DRS and SAR. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds. Once we get to basketball, we will find our way to the matchup between last year's number one and this year's number one, and sort of a passing of the torch with DRS and Heschel. We'll also cover girls' basketball, where the girls' JV West has already figured out which playoffs, uh, which playoff teams will be representing them. Got a lot to get to. A uh, short week ahead, so whatever we really don't get to this week, hopefully we'll get to everything. Whatever we don't get to will be covered next week, as there are only, I think, seven or eight games in the combined leagues over the next week. So next week will be more of a flesh out for whatever we cannot get to today. But let's look to get everything in as soon as we can. We're going to kick things off with varsity hockey, where in the last week alone, two huge matchups with a ton of history between the four teams involved. All four top five teams, as you will, uh, as you'll note when we go through them, but all four, a ton of history. Starting with the marquee matchup of the last week and of the entire season to this point, featuring the top two teams of our last ranking, the number two DRS Wildcats and the number one SAR Sting. This game would take place in SAR. Just to give you guys a little bit of context for this game, these senior classes have met up in the playoffs for each of the last three seasons. Last year, SAR took it 6-2 in the varsity playoffs. Two years ago, 
SAR took it in SAR, shutting out this exact group for nothing. The year before that, the one nothing overtime winner by SAR in DRS. So SAR really owning this matchup. Well, late in the first period, Shlomo Mansbach from DRS all alone in front of the net puts it by Henry Kolb for a one nothing DRS lead. There'd be no more scoring until late in the third. DRS on the power play. Mansbach again finds Twine for the 2 nothing DRS lead. Remember that to this point, DRS is a team that had not seeded a goal all season. Uh, a two-goal lead at this point look to be a daunting task for the SAR Sting to come back from it with that in mind. But you can never count out the SAR Sting. Again, we have them number one for a reason. 36 seconds left in the game. Goalie pulled for a five-on-four. Romy Harkstark swats in a loose ball in the middle of a scrum in front of the DRS net to cut the deficit to one, ending DRS's long shutout streak over the course of the season at 287 minutes and 24 seconds, which is nearly the equivalent of five full NHL hockey games. With the renewed momentum, SAR pressed for the final 36 seconds but could not get the equalizer as DRS knocks SAR from the ranks of the undefeated by the score of 2-1. to one. DRS is now the only team on the season without a loss. DRS having gone 3-0 and on the last week, taking some massive games. We'll get to their games in just a second. Uh, what this also did was give the East their first cross-conference game win on the season. We'll take a little look at that very shortly, but uh, the West really dominating that side of the ledger to this point. In the other uh, massive game that we talked about, Frisch and Rambam. Great history between these two. These two teams have met each of the last two seasons. This exact team, two years ago in the JV semifinals, where Rambam pulled it out in Rambam by the score of 2-1 to one in overtime. And last year, where these two teams met up again in an overtime thriller in the playoffs in Rambam, with Frisch coming away with this one in an overtime thriller. This year, uh... Different story. Not so close. If you remember the first matchup that the two teams played last year in Frisch in the regular season. Frisch jumping all over Rambam. Only goal for Rambam came uh, came early in the in the sorry late in the first period to cut it to two to one. It would end up being a six one win. This one just as close. Noah Schwartz scoring in the first for Rambam, followed by five unanswered Frisch goals. Yehuda Brin scoring twice in the win for the Cougars. So the Cougars taking a dominating five one victory over Rambam. These two teams again top five teams. Frisch really man. And handling them at home. Uh, Frisch would also cap off a 3-0 two-week period. Get to that in just a second. But bouncing back from the loss to SAR two weeks ago with three to make a huge statement to push their record to 7-1. and one. Their other wins on the week came at the expense of Kushner and JEC. Game against Kushner, a 2-0 victory. Uh, Part of the history between these two, Kushner being a thorn in Frisch's side over the last few years. And from the outset, it seemed very possible this would be another one of those nights as it was a 0-0 game for much of the way. Joe Tropp and Brian Alter scoring late for Frisch in the victory. The other victory this past Thursday night, a 9-2 romp over JEC, uh, almost tripling the amount of... uh, Goals on the season scored against them. Uh, JEC has done this past week, giving up uh, nine to uh, Frisch, 
but also having seeded a large margin earlier in the week when they faced off with uh, with SAR, having given up five uh, in SAR's win over JEC 5-2. to two. Uh, Coming into the week, they had only given up seven goals in seven games, giving up 14 in the two in the, the last two games that they played on the week. Just running it down now. Uh, Rambam uh, was able to bounce back uh, with a win over Mag and David. Actually, Rambam didn't have a bad two-week period. That first game was the worst of it. Rambam went 3-1 and one over the last two weeks, taking a big win over YDE to start, to start it off, taking a 4-1 victory over Flatbush. Harry Tannen scoring two goals. Daniel Yitzhaki with a phenomenal penalty shot goal as well. That win would actually make them the first team to clinch a playoff berth on the season. They would, uh, like I said, cap it off with that win over Mag and David last week. They sit atop the Eastern Standings board at 8-2-0-1. DRS behind them at 3-0, and having taken their three games on the week over North Shore YDE, and as we discussed, SAR. Creeping ever so slowly up the standing, well, not really slowly, uh, really over the last uh, the last two weeks, taking six huge wins. Hafter, with 3-0, and sorry, over the last three weeks, because, again, we weren't on last week, taking six wins in the last three weeks with a 3-0 and stretch over the last two defeating uh they had they had their recap the rematch game with Hank uh defeating them 6 to 1 a week after defeating them 6 nothing before that they defeated Mag and David 9 to 2 and this past Wednesday night they got by Flappish 2 to 1 after scored a minute into the third to break through with the victory Flatbush sitting behind Hafter at 10 points uh an abysmal two week stretch going 1 and 3 Flappish's only win was to start off the two week stretch with a win over North Shore after that a loss to the loss to Rambam that we discussed a cross conference loss to Ramaz 2 to 1 and then the half their loss. So Flatbush starting out the two week stretch at above five hundred at four and three, finishing it off at uh, five and six with ten points and only three games left on the season. Their hopes at uh, at a first round bye have gone by the wayside to this point. They'll be battling for a first round home game as it seems. Right behind them, Hank. Hank 0-1-0-1 on the last week, uh, the last two weeks. The loss to Hafter, coupled with a 6-5 overtime loss to MTA this past Wednesday night, sending Hank to a record of 4-4-0-1, nine points. Right behind them is North Shore at one, uh, sorry, at four and eight, with a one and three stretch over the week. Again, we've discussed the loss to Flatbush. We do, uh, we will also touch on their 2-1 victory over Solomon Schechter as their only win on the week, but that was sandwiched between a loss to DRS and a loss to JEC. Mag and David saw any hopes at a playoff berth fall by the wayside this week, dropping three of, uh, sorry, dropping two games, going o, going 0 and 2 to start out the week. 
needing to win their last two games. Uh, they dropped their two games. They dropped the first two games of the week again, of the last two weeks again, losing to Hafton, losing to Rambam, needing to take the victories in their last two games and getting some help from North Shore. Couldn't really help themselves much. Only getting a 4-4 tie with YDE on Thursday night. That tie drops them to seven points, which means that they cannot catch the sixth place team presently, which is North Shore with eight points. So Mag and David uh, having one game left on the season that will be this coming week will just finish out their season before the new year and that's it for them Solomon Schechter uh taking one win, their first win on the season this past week. We mentioned the loss to North Shore, but that was after a 2-1 uh, revenge win over YDE. Solomon Schechter's first win of the year, avenging the OT loss to YDE three weeks ago. YDE at one... So Sorry, so Solomon Schechter is at 1-8-0-1. They're technically still behind YDE, who is 1-8-1 with three points because of the tiebreaker for ties over overtime losses. We'll recap these standings there in just a second. This is the easiest way to really go down the action over the last week. Moving out to the West, we already started talking about SAR. SAR, the loss to DRS, may have been the better part of the week. The rest of the last two weeks, phenomenal for SAR. Taking four wins in the last two weeks, started off the stretch with a 4-3 win over TABC. TABC jumped out to a 2-0 lead before SAR scored three in the second. Wouldn't be the end of it. TABC would tie up late in the third, but with four seconds left, Jason Burian slammed home the game winner to keep SAR perfect at that point, as we said, no longer perfect. Followed that one up with a 9-1 win over Kushner, the 5-2 win over JEC that we discussed, and a 6-1 win over MTA. So SAR still maintaining their lead in division at 9-1 despite uh, despite the loss to DRS. They maintain a 3-point lead over JEC. JEC currently at 7-2-1 going 1 and 2 on the week not able to capitalize on SAR's losses on SAR's loss taking their first two regulation losses over the week uh, defeated Westchester 9 nothing and we discussed the other two the loss to SAR and their loss to Frisch speaking of Frisch Frisch narrowly behind them although not in the loss column at 7 and 1 taking three games on the week, as we mentioned, right behind, uh, right behind them, technically tied with them in points, but behind them because of two losses that, they, that they've uh, already taken. Their 7-3 and three is Ramaz. Ramaz going 1-1 one and one in the last two weeks, losing to TABC, but then following that up with the 2-1 win over Flatbush. TABC just an inch behind them at 13 points at 6-2 and 1 very impressive record for this team going 2 and 1 in the last uh, the last 2 weeks again we discussed that loss to SAR for them to begin the week bouncing back with a 4-3 win over Ramaz and another win the other night this past week on Wednesday night TABC over Kushner's 6-2 Sitting behind them, although jumping up the standings board, MTA. MTA started out the two-week stretch at 3-4, and four, and the opposite of Flatbush turned it around, won three games, and is now at 6-5. and five. Having started out their stretch defeating Solomon Schechter in a cross game, 3 to nothing, pushing forward defeating Hillel, 5 to nothing, 
took a little bump in the road with the 6-1 loss to SAR that we mentioned, and again, their 6-5 overtime win over Hank. Kushner, though, dropping below 500 with their 0-3 stretch over the last week's losing to SAR, Frisch, NTABC in succession. They are now at 3-5, 6 points. Hillel and Westchester would round out the West. Hillel taking a win on the week, a win on the last two weeks. Uh, Their win would be over Westchester, a large margin of victory there. Westchester still remaining winless, uh, taking two losses over the last two weeks. Just to review the standings board, because going into the coming week, really only one game, we'll get to that. It's not really going to impact much, so you can really take this with you for the next two weeks. Obviously, next week, we'll we'll take a closer look at the playoffs and what's really going to happen, because obviously not a lot of action to talk about next week, so we'll do a lot of speculation. But here's how everything looks going into this week of play. Rambam, 17 points at 8-2-0-1. DRS, 16 points, 8-0, undefeated. And still a... uh a, an extremely good chance that DRS, despite any despite uh, any possible bumps in the road that could happen, DRS has the the inside track for that number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They can they can afford to lose a couple of games at this point, although they have half to right behind them at 14 points at seven and one, Flatbush at 10 points at five and six, Hank four four zero and one with nine points, North Shore. At eight points, at four and eight, Mag and David already out of the equation, but they will be playing this week. They'll be finishing their season off against YDE this week with five points. Solomon Schechter and YDE each with three. Um, Solomon Schechter, YDE, very very close to being uh, pushed out of the race, which would give us our six playoff teams in the East. A couple more losses for Solomon Schechter and YDE, and the East is pretty much wrapped up. Rambam, DRS, and Hafter have already clinched playoff berths. Uh, Flatbush knocking on the door. Hank, game or two away, and the same can be said about North Shore. We'll get to that next week when we have more games to discuss for the week after. Again, looking at the West, SAR at the top there at 9-1. and one. They clinched a playoff berth this past week with their win over MTA. JEC at 7-2-0-1, 15 points behind them. Frisch and Ramaz each tied with 14 points, 7 wins, 7-1 seven and one for Frisch, 7-3 and three for Ramaz. TABC, 13 points, 6-2-0-1. MTA, 6-5, 12 points. Then you got a large gap between them, those top six teams, and Kushner, with six points at three and five, Hillel with four points at two and eight, and Westchester at no points at zero and nine. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, how the bottom of this uh, division really plays out towards the end. Going to have a nice big race between uh, MTA and Kushner, possibly even TABC, depending on the rest of their remaining schedule. TABC will have Kushner, JEC, and Hafter as part of their remaining stretch, as well as Frisch and MTA. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not Kushner can pull themselves back into the race to uh, to to get to, to fight for a playoff spot. MTA taking the games they've needed to over the last week. It'll be interesting to see whether or not they can pull back in over the stretch. So we've mentioned before the, the dominance of the West. 
to this point, t- until that DRS game, the East had, the East and the West had faced in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games, twelve cross conference games. In that time, the East had only managed one point, not even a win. Sorry, of the eleven. Let's let's backtrack before the DRS game. Eleven, 11 games, one point. Wasn't even a win. It was an overtime loss for Rambam to TABC. The West has routinely dominated over the last two years, but this is just a whole new level of domination. The fact that DRS was able to pull it out really pulls them out of the gutter. Uh, but this was, this is, it's very interesting uh, fact, uh, very interesting pattern when you when you look at it. The the West just that much stronger. Maybe it's matchups. Maybe it's who they're playing. Maybe it's just the night, uh, as we said the other night, uh, MTA taking a win over over Hank in overtime. Maybe it's just that one that one extra step. But whatever it is, the West is getting it done. Let's take a look at the rankings now. DRS obviously jumping into the number one spot after taking out SAR. Two would just reverse places. DRS is at the one after their three wins. SAR has dropped to the two. Three, four, and five stay the same. First stays at three. TABC at four. Rambam at five. But Rambam better watch out because Hafter is right behind them at six. Ramaz stays at seven. JEC staying at eight. Flatbush, Hank, Kushner, MTA, North Shore, Megan, David, Hillel, Solomon Schechter, YDE, and Westchester all staying in. The, sorry, actually, YDE and Solomon Schechter flipped. Solomon Schechter went from 17 to 16, and YDE from 16 down to 17. Again, as I said before, only one game on this coming week, and it's not really. There really aren't any consequences for the playoffs in a positive light. YDE and Mag and David facing Tuesday. For Mag and David, this will be the end of their season, uh, routinely finishing their season before the new year. This time, they get to take off as soon as the year is as soon as this year is done. YDE, the only thing this game can really do is either serve to get YDE back into a playoff race or knock them down lower so that the rest of the East will have an, will have an easier time recognizing who is in the playoffs. So YDE loss would give them a max of 9 points, meaning that they would be tied with Hank after having lost to Hank this year, and that Norshaw would just need a win to jump over them, leaving only Solomon Schechter as the barrier between the East finding its six playoff teams. Moving over to JV hockey, we'll start off in the East, DRS clinching a playoff spot over the last two weeks. DRS needed two wins and a Rambam loss to do it, and they got both. DRS starting out the stretch with a 3-0 win over Hank. Again, these two teams, as we mentioned two weeks ago, real nice rivalry brewing over the last year, except, as we said, we had an episode last year where we talked about rivalries and about how there really needs to be a give-and-take from both sides. Uh, these uh, These two groups have sort of fought for the last couple of years with each other in different contexts, so the rivalry is more just the familiarity than the results on the board. DRS taking both uh, both the regular season meetings last year by one point, and then shellacking them in the playoffs, uh, following uh, following suit with three 
the 3-0 win to start it off. So that was the first win that they needed. Second win they needed, they got as well. An 8-3 win over YDE. The second part of that equation, Rambam. Rambam would have one game on the week, and that would be with Flatbush. Two faced earlier this season in Rambam. Rambam taking a 2-1 victory. Flatbush looked to pay them back in kind in Flatbush. Looked like it would be that way early on. Flatbush scoring two quick goals, jumping out to a 4-0 lead late in the second. Late in the second, though, Rambam taking a power play goal into the second intermission, scoring two on the other side to cut it to 4-3. to three. Could not get the tie, though. Rambam losing in Flatbush by the score of 4-3, to three, dropping the Ravens below 500 to 3-4. and four. Really putting a cramp in their plans. The bubble team right now, we'll get to that in just a second as to what we mean by that. So DRS, as a result, at 6-0-1, at 13 points, clinched a playoff spot in the East. Flatbush, as a result of their week, we mentioned the win over Rambam, uh, would be the only real positive of the week, although although how they played would be more positive than the results. A 2-1 overtime loss to Flatbush. Marty Almakias gave Flatbush a 1-0 lead under a minute into the game. It would be the last offense they would really get a few minutes later. Yoni Hazan would score to tie it at 1 for Hank, and in the overtime, Hootie Silverman ended it, giving Hank the 2-1 victory. Flatbush would uh, then drop another game on the week, a 4-1 loss to Hafter, surging Hafter this past Wednesday night. Hafter taking two on the week after having defeated those Hank Hurricanes 3-2. Ben Schreiber scoring twice and collecting one assist in the Hafter win. So Hafter moving up the rankings fast, 2-2 two and two to begin the two-week stretch. Now at 4-2, and two, knocking on the door, tied with Hank, and really making a push for a home game in the playoffs. If they can get there, which we'll get to in just a second. Let's look at the other side of the coin just a second on that. For Hank, two big losses to playoff caliber teams and barely a win over a third with the overtime win to Flatbush. Hank really falling apart at the moment that they at the moments that they need to. And I wouldn't say shouldn't say falling apart, but more just not getting the job done, really needing to take a step up as a team that is Really, with the core core that they have, really expected to do much more. If they keep this up, they may find themselves fighting for a playoff spot at the end. They're only one win over Rambam, and they have Rambam to play as the season winds down. Um, Say that, it really is... A five-team race for four now. YDE, Shari Tor, Mag, and David all pretty much uh, fallen out of it. But a bit of excitement for these three teams as all three faced each other. All three Brooklyn teams. All three know each other extremely well. YDE, Shari, Mag, and David. These these kids all, you know, they all grow up near each other. They all live around the same area, just going to different schools. So really a, a some excitement as the season wound down for them all facing each other this past week and getting their first wins on the season, all of them picking up wins off each other. YDE taking two wins, having defeated Mag and David and Shari Torah. They defeated Mag and David by the score of 9-7, to a barn burner there, and a 10-3 win over Shari Torah. And Mag and David and Shari Torah would each split their two matchups over the last week. Mag and David winning the first game, Shari Torah taking the second. So, looking at the standings board in the East, 
DRS at 13 points, 6-0-1. Oh, Flatbush, 5-2-1, and one, 11 points right behind them. They can clinch with their win over, with a win over Shari Torah this coming week in the only game that will be played in JV this coming week. No West teams in action in in hockey over the next week. Hank behind them at 4-2. and two along with Hafter, who was also 4-2 and two right now. Hafter, just a step above Hank because of the tiebreaker. Behind those two teams, Rombaum, six points at 3-4. and four. Rombaum is the bubble team right now. Rombaum, of the remaining teams, can get the, can only, can get the least points at 12. So right now, everybody is pushing towards that 12 mark, looking at Rombaum. Every loss that Rombaum, that Rombaum gets, or every win that a team like Hafter, Hank, or Flatbush get, and that is your makeup for the playoffs. Rombaum needing to stay afloat, having a uh, tough schedule ahead, as we mentioned last week, still playing Hafter and Hank. Shari Torah, the only team that will be uh, behind them. As we said two weeks ago, a loss combined with a tough schedule puts their backs to the wall for the rest of the way. Shari, the only team under 500 that they'll face. They're going to need to steal at least one from Hank or Hafter, probably both really, to have a shot, with Hafter being the most necessary due to tiebreak. Moving out to the West in a very tight race, it's going to come down to the wire for the four teams that are going to make the playoffs. Starting out, Early on with one of those teams, SAR. SAR following up their loss to Frisch two weeks ago with a second loss to TABC. TABC staying undefeated still, taking two on the week. The first one they took over SAR, 3-1. Second one was over Ramaz, 3-0. Akiva Hain with two goals in the win for TABC there. But SAR... SAR going one and one didn't start out the week well. We t- we talked about the the loss to TABC, rebounding with a nine one win over MTA in a game that will be a an interesting an interesting showing to come because of how SAR MTA and JEC look to be racking up in the standings. We'll get to that in a second. Just going back to the top, Frisch keeping pace with TABC. Also going 2-0 on the week, defeating Ramaz 5-2 and taking out Kushner 6-1. So they are one point behind TABC at 5-1-1. Right now, they are tied with Ramaz. Ramaz really not getting the job done over the last two weeks. We said two weeks ago, Ramaz doing what they needed to to this point, get taking a 5-1-0-1 record into the two weeks, having two very, very big matchups over the last two weeks against Frisch and TABC, but dropping them both. Not able to take advantage, and so they're sticking at 5-3-0-1-1. They have one game left on the season and can clinch a playoff berth uh, with a win because of how the rest of the division has sort of fallen out. But slowly dropping down the board. Again, they were in first They were in first place as of two weeks ago. Now they've dropped to tie for second, technically in third. The real interesting race in the West is going to be with the three teams behind. Not to discount Kushner. Kushner getting their first win on the season, a win over YDE the other night. But at 1-5 oh, and 1, it will... It, it, mathematically... Mathematically, you can try to work out all the permutations from the remaining games. Kushner is pretty much on the outside looking in. JEC, MTA, and SAR. JEC and MTA are tied at 8 points. SAR at 7 points. 
JEC at 4 and 3, MTA with one game left at 4 and 5, SAR at 330 three, oh, and 1. So I mean say two of these two teams will not make the playoffs. And right now, taking a look at the schedules, it is a very fascinating race towards the end. JEC has three games left. They will face Kushner, Frisch, and TABC. So JEC is um, has is still has to face two of the toughest teams in the league. They'll get Kushner, which was a 3-1 battle for them this past week. All three goals by freshman uh, David Rosazada. Uh, so they'll get to return that game. But that will be the only game that is absolutely winnable for them. They're going to have to pull out something special when it comes to Frisch and TABC. MTA has Kushner as well. So it's going to be a nice battle there between those two teams. What happens in there will uh, you know, will put the pressure on JEC if MTA gets the win because of the fact that MTA took a win from JEC 3-0 this past week. They now split their season series. So... That being the case, JEC is no longer a lock if they're tied with MTA. This could wind up in a play-in game, depending on what happens with SAR. SAR has three games left, Frisch, Ramaz, and Hafter. Will Ramaz be able to turn it around and take out uh, SAR? If not, SAR jumps up to their fourth win. Frisch could be a bit of a problem. So assuming that that goes according to, to, to Chalk and they go 4-4-0-1, you then have Hafter. As we said, Hafter surging in the East. Not necessarily a done deal. SAR may find themselves on the outside looking in. Not even in chance with the two teams, JEC and MTA. But for argument's sake, JEC 4-3, and three, they beat Kushner. They're at 5-3. and three. They lose to Frisch and TABC. They're 5-5. Five and five. MTA's only game is Kushner. Let's say they beat Kushner. They're 5-5. Five and five. These two teams have split their regular season meetings. Very well, go to a play-in game for the fourth ga- for the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Looking at the rankings, uh, well, I mean, we already discussed the fact that there's only one game on the week, Flappish and Shari Torah. Again, Flappish and clinch a playoff berth. Not much really in this for Shari Torah as they look to finish out the stretch. Moving over to the rankings for JV Hockey. Mostly stayed the same, just a couple of teams really flipping with each other. TABC stayed at 1. DRS stayed at two, both teams taking two wins in the last two weeks. Frisch also taking two wins. They are three still. Hank flipping with Hafter. Hafter jumping from fifth to fourth. Hank dropping from fourth to fifth. SAR staying at six. Ramaz staying at seven. Flatbush and Rambam flipping again. These two teams very closely matched. Flatbush at eighth. Rambam at nine. MTA and JEC doing a flip. MTA at 10, JEC at 11. That's because of strength of schedule to this point in the games that they've won. Kushner at 12, YDE 13, Mag and David 14, and Shari Torah staying at 15. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Moving over to girls basketball now, starting off with girls varsity B. Well, if you didn't know to this point who the queens of girls varsity B are, you got your lesson this week. SKA proving themselves to be the top dog in dominating fashion, taking two games on the week, none bigger than the game this past Thursday night over Bruria. SKA, champions the last few years, defending champions now, defeating Bruria, their competition in last year's championship, 44-19. 
this past Thursday night for Bruria. The loss snaps a six-game winning streak and gives Bruria its first loss on the year. But for SKA, it means a 9-0 record. SKA, like I said, they're second on the week, also defeating Mag and David by the score of 71-34. to That game clinched the playoff perks for the Sonics. SKA leading the division at 9-0. Bruria behind them at 6-1. Bruria still clinches a playoff berth with their win over Shalhevet this past week. Scoring that game was 38-18 because two nights earlier they took their second win of the year from Elan, 54-20. Elan, the bubble team in girls varsity B, can only hit the 6-win mark, which Bruria is at now. And with Shari Tora already being well behind that pace, Bruria has clinched a playoff berth. So as we mentioned, SKA and Bruria both winning two games on the week. They'd be joined by two other teams winning two games on the week, Magan David and Shalhevet. Magan David went 2-1, and one, defeating Ilan and Shari Tora before losing to uh, before losing to SKA, as we mentioned earlier. So I'll have it on the other hand, 500 on the week at 2-2. Two two. Their wins over Shari Torah and Shari, uh, twice, actually. They two, took two wins over Shari Torah. Their two losses on the week, one to Brewery that we mentioned earlier, and one to Ilan by the score of 35-10. to 10. Taking a look at the standings in Girls Varsity B, SKA, as we said, 9-0. and Bruria at six and one, Mag and David five hundred at four and four, shall have it five hundred at three and three. Ilan well behind at two and six, Shari Tora fast out of the race at O and nine. This coming week, one game, it'll be Ilan and Mag and David, both teams in hot competition for uh, for one of the last two playoff spots well behind Bruria and SKA. This will be the start of the wrap up of this league. Heading over to Girls Varsity A, where the biggest game of the week was the last one. Two teams leading their respective divisions. Flatbush at 6-2. and two. Frisch at 6-1 and one after topping SAR by one earlier in the week. Turns out that it would be the Flatbush Falcons staking their claim as what they believe to be the top team in the Girls Varsity A Division. Sarah Horowitz, high score with 19 for Flatbush as Flatbush defeated Frisch 60-41. to It would end up being the second game of the week that Frisch would drop after also splitting two games with Maya Note. So Frisch... Starting out the two-week stretch undefeated, taking two losses on the week. Maya Note handing them a very, very big loss, 40-19. But what a difference a week would make as Frisch would come back to defeat them on the 20th by the score of 56-40. to Frisch's other win on the week, the 42-41 win over SAR that we mentioned, that dropping SAR from the ranks of the undefeated as well. Western Division shaping up to be a dog race as SAR and Frisch both at six wins. SAR at six and one, Frisch at six and two. Hillel right behind at five and three after taking two losses on the last week, starting out with a 10-point loss to SAR, 48-38. Following that up, with a 46-36 loss in an interconference game with Ramaz before turning out the week with a 20-point win over fast-fading Bruria. Maya Note behind that pack at 4-3 and three after going the opposite, 2-1, and one, as we said, the split with Frisch, but also defeating Central 38-37. to 37. We'll get to Central in a second when we move over to uh, the Eastern Division, wrapping up the West, Bruria at 3-4, taking their loss to Hillel on the week. 
Kushner at 3-7, and seven, and Westchester at 0-5. Oh Kushner actually taking two wins on the week to bump themselves up from one win to three. Their two wins on the week were a lopsided win over Hank to begin the week, followed up by a win over Westchester. Moving back over to the east now, a couple of really good matchups. As we said, Flatbush. Flatbush taking that win over Frisch. That would be their third win of the week. Flatbush really raking the rest of the East as it went along, taking out Hafter 35-29, to and Solomon Schechter 38-18. to So Flatbush jumps from 4-2 and two to 7-2 and two in the two-week stretch, taking advantage of Central slipping a little bit, going 1-2 and two on the last two weeks. Central taking a loss to Heschel midweek. Heschel coming into the week with only two wins, but there you have it. Central also taking the loss to Mayanote that we mentioned earlier before rebounding with the win over Solomon Schechter. So Central going 1-2, and two, ending up at 6-3 and three on the week, tied with another team who uh, who made a big week, Ramaz, who who went 3-0 and in the last two weeks to jump from 3-3 three and three to 6-3 and three and right in the thick of the race for the girls' varsity A. Ramaz's wins on the week came against Hank, 51-21. to The 10-point win over Hillel that we discussed and a 14-point win over North Shore. So Ramaz really making their name known and really separating themselves from the middle of the pack into the upper crust of the girls' varsity A. Middle of the pack fighting for their shot at the top. North Shore and Hafter both at 4-5. and five. North Shore losing to Hafter 48-25 to and then losing to Ramaz a couple of nights later. Actually, the very next night, Hafter, after the loss to uh, the loss to Flatbush, would rebound with that win over North Shore. So the two of those locked in a very heated contest as the season winds down. Both teams have three games left, and so it'll be interesting to see exactly who comes out of that race. The three remaining games for Hafter are a game at Hank, who has yet to win a game, Bruria and Frisch as their cross-conference. Frisch is going to be a very tough matchup for them, being at the top of the Western Conference. But looking over at North Shore's schedule, North Shore, the toughest team that they will face will be Central in their own division, as their two other games remaining are Hank and Bruria. So each team shares Hank and Bruria. The difference is going to be North Shore in a game against Central and Hafter in a game against Frisch. That could very well decide the fate of girls varsity a playoffs heschel lurking in the uh, in the wings at 3 and 4 they are just behind and could very well have an impact on the final uh, playoff standings as well one and one in the past week heschel dropping a game uh, sorry defeating central 34 to 29 but that came after losing an 8 point battle to solomon schechter solomon schechter upping themselves to 3 and 6 after that win hank rounding out the Eastern Division at 0-7. Only game on the week on the 27th will be Hafter doing battle with Hank. Moving over to Girls JV, where we have another first on the year, and this coming from Girls JV, the Western Division in Girls JV, three playoff teams are all decided. And the, all that's left is the seeding. Mayanote, SAR, and Frisch have all clinched playoff berths in the upcoming Girls JV playoffs. Again, just to remind you, only three teams from each division make the playoffs. Mayanote, a record of 7-2 and after going 2-0 and this past week, defeating Brewery at 36-17 and topping Frisch by one. SAR going 1-0 and on the past two weeks, defeating Frisch 41-26. Frisch taking a beating, going 1-2, and two. but 
still making the playoffs with a record of 5-2. and two. Their win on the week came against Flatbush 38-31 to in overtime. So they were able to rebound from two losses against teams uh, both with them and above them. No miracle year for Bruria uh, uh, or Kushner from last year. Those two teams locked in a, uh, a playoff matchup for the last playoff spot at one win. So that not happening this year. Bruria at 2-6 and six currently. Kushner at 0-6. Both teams can hit the four-win mark, but it will be for naught. Maya Note and SAR both currently on a three-game win streak. Ironically, both of their win streaks go back to uh, to losing to each other when they split their meetings on the year. Maya Note on a three-game win streak since their loss to SAR, which came about uh, after a three-game win streak for SAR since their loss to Mayano. It's kind of ironic that the two teams heading towards the top are uh, parallel with each other. Moving over to the East, Hank can clinch a playoff berth this week and the conference as well with a win over half to this coming Tuesday. Hank undefeated at 6-0, and starting off the two-week stretch with a 43-24 win over Ramaz. Serena Joseph, 16 points in the win for Hank. Hank would follow up and... Uh, push off the week with a 41-20 to win over Cushion this past Thursday night. Hafter, though, trying to stick with them. Hafter at 4-3. and three. So the closest team to Hank has three losses, giving Hank that much cushion and potentially the chance to win the division this coming week. Hafter, though, uh, trying to, to stake their claim as a team right behind them. We'll see what happens this past week. Hafter, uh, sorry, this coming week. This past, these past two weeks, Hafter went 1-1, one and one, dropping a 21-point loss to North Shore before rebounding to beat them 53-20. to 20. Six days later, North Shore, three and four, right behind Hafter. So the two of them, neck and neck with each other, North Shore defeating Ramaz 43-38 to in their only other game on the week. Ramaz and Central put up blanks in the wins this past two weeks. Ramaz went 0-2, also losing to Hank, as we mentioned earlier. Central 0-1, Central lost to Flatbush 37-32. to Flatbush, that only their second win on the season, at 2-6, and rounding out the East. All right, let's spend the last 10 minutes or so of our show focusing on boys' basketball. We'll start off in varsity, where the big matchup of the last two weeks, last year's unanimous number one all the way through DRS, this year's number one right now, the Heschel Heat. Heschel been dominating opponents to this point, as we said, taking the preseason tournament, taking, uh, sorry, taking the, the Cooper tournament, DRS taking the preseason Mag and David tournament. These two meeting up in a cross game. Could have been last year's championship if not for Flatbush knocking out and upsetting the West number one seed Heschel on their way to the finals. Number one ranked team would drop the defending champions in what could be a passing of the torch. Heschel defeating DRS 57-46. Gideon Volinsky taking the game high with 31 for DRS. Wouldn't be his uh, wouldn't be his highest point total of the week. We'll get to that in a second when we talk about the rest of the week that DRS had. Harlan Rice scored 24 points. Ilan Orgel, Jeremy Spira, each adding 13 for the now still undefeated Heat because they also dropped JEC three days later uh, by the score of um, of by the score of 53 to 23. So that's yet another top team that Heschel has down. They are looking extremely unstoppable to this point, taking out teams with technical, technical play. Um, They've already taken out everybody at the top of their division. The question is, will anybody be able to stop them down the backstretch of the regular season 
or in the playoffs. May have to may have to resort to another team upsetting them in a playoff game to knock them off their high horse, but they're looking extremely strong, and it's going to be tough for whichever teams are in their way. Moving back over to the East, like we said, not the last game for, for Gideon Volinsky. We'll actually get to that in just a second. A couple of other key matchups at the top. DRS's loss opened the door for a few other teams at the top. Battle between Rambam and YDE. Rambam came into the week five and two. YDE in the week five and zero. Oh. YDE would suffer their first loss on the season to the Rambam Ravens, forty-seven to thirty-one. Noah Aaron twelve points. Ellie Steiner eleven for Rambam's fifth straight win. As we said, knocking YDE from the ranks of the undefeated. They would rebound a few days later when they would play the Hafter Hawks. Hafter. Earlier on in the week, being knocked from the ranks and the undefeated themselves, losing to Flatbush by five. This game, YDE, battle of the one-loss teams, came down to a pair of free throws by Jack Sae for his 32nd and 33rd points on the night to give YDE the 2-point 47-45 win. They now improved to 7-1 and one and knock Hafter down to 5-2. and two. Hafter now dropped, as we said, two straight after winning their first five. We talked two weeks ago about how Hafter looked to be setting themselves up for uh, for success this year with the schedule they had set up early on, now really hitting the meat of their schedule, though. So this is really what's going to challenge them over the next couple of weeks. YDE, that would be their their second win on the week. YDE also knocking off Solomon Schechter a couple of days earlier by a score of 71-243. Let's go back to DRS now. And the masterful week that the Wildcats had other than that loss to Heschel, which included three monster games by Gideon Volinsky. We already talked about the 31-point game from Gideon Volinsky against Heschel. Wouldn't be his best effort of the week. That would actually come at the tail end of DRS's week, where they went 3-1. and one. We'll start out at the very beginning. Volinsky and the Wildcats defeating North Shore 45-26. to A team, 11 points, to lead the game for Volinsky. It would sort of ramp up as the week went on, as the game after they played Heschel, two days later, DRS would would down Hank, 61-51. to Valinsky with 27 points, giving Hank their second loss in three games. We'll get to their first loss in a second, a stunner. But continuing on the track with DRS, Canadian Valinsky would outscore Flatbush himself at the tail end of the week, DRS defeating Flatbush 67-37, to Gideon Valinsky scoring 39 points for the DRS Wildcats. So DRS still in the thick of things at 7-3, and tied with YDE in the win column, but two games behind in the loss column. Flatbush, uh, it was a, that loss was the a bad end of the week for them. They actually had a very good week up to that point, taking three wins. Uh, the game before that, they played um, they played North Shore, defeating them 57 to 31. It would be AB Rosehouse third double double of the week. AB Rosehouse would score double double in points and rebounds for each of the three prior games to that DRS game. Kevin Haddad led that game with 13 points. Haddad would also lead the prior game against Derek Hatora, where he dropped 23 in the first half alone on the way to 28. Rosau second double-double. Yosef Halevi led YDH with 28. And the Flatbush's first game on the week, the game against Hafter that we mentioned, again, an A.B. Rosa double-double, 11 points and 21 rebounds for Flatbush. So Flatbush, 
uh, on the rise after a slow start. Again, a skid at the end of the week against DRS, but taking a 3-1 and record on the last two weeks to push themselves up from 1-3 and to now a 500-4-4. and Moving back up to the top, we talked a couple seconds ago about DRS's loss creating a void at the top of these. That void seems to be filled by the Rambam Ravens. Rambam taking three wins on the last two weeks, defeating TABC 44-40. We talked about the win over YDE. Rambam would cap off their week with a 63-48 win over Derek Hattora. Noah, Noah Aaron again leading the way, 27 points. Aaron leading Rambam, uh, leading Rambam's charge for the week. Speaking of Derek Hattora, Derek Hattora part of the upset of the last two weeks and a massive one, a 76-58 win over Hank. Again, Hank sliding fast after a hot start this time, losing to Derek Hattora. Derek Hattora upping their record to uh, three wins with the win. Adam Matovich, 29 points. Joseph Alevi, 25 in the 18-point upset. Oren Galmiel scored 19 for Hank in the loss. It started off well for YDH, but the week would plummet from there. We talked about the loss to Flatbush. We talked about uh, we didn't talk about the loss to Mag and David, the 62-45 the to 45 loss to Mag and David. Stephen Mizrahi with 24 for the Warriors and, and their second win in their last three. Only their second win on the year, though. Der Khatora would finish out the week with that loss to Rambam for a 1-3 and three finish on the week. Other games on the week that we have not touched yet. North Shore taking a cross-conference game with Ma'or by one, 46-45, denying Ma'or their first win on the season. North Shore overcame 17 points from Ma'or's Moshe Helwani and Eliyahu Benhamo on a last-second lane runner by Mitch Hutt to begin the week. Uh, that would be the only good news they get. Um... It was not a positive week down the back stretch for them. Again, losing to DRS and losing to Flatbush. Also on the week, Shari Torah defeated Salman Schechter 85-34. to Shari going 1-2, and two, though, on the week to up their record to 4-6. and six. Shari would also fall to Ramaz in a cross-conference game 64-59 to 59 before falling to Hank, uh, rebounding from their loss uh, by the score of 57 to 39, Mayor Levy led with 22. Hank would also take uh, another game a little earlier on between that and the Derchatora game by the score of 70 to 25 over Solomon Schechter. That would cap out the Eastern matchups for the week. Moving over to the West, Frisch, perfect 3-0 and on the week, upping their record to 9-2. and Frisch taking out MTA to start 46-24, would also defeat JEC 65-37, and would end out their week with a 47-42 win over SAR. Sammy Fishman topped Frisch's effort with 10. Daniel Wazatsky led game in the loss with 15. The win would clinch a playoff berth for the Cougars. Also on the week, we mentioned we mentioned Heschel uh, with their two uh, with their two wins to up their record to eight. No, Sar and Kushner both at the seven and two mark. Sar going two and one on the week, defeating Kushner off the bat. Two one loss teams coming into this one. Kushner at six and one. Sar at five and one. So a uh, you know a ton at stake with one falling to two losses behind Heschel at the top. Dovi Marcus would score 16 for SAR in the win. Sam Bernstein and Sam Reich would score eight points each for Kushner in the massive win for SAR, 58-26. to Each would be in action later on again in the week, and Kushner would rebound with the win over Ramaz, 56-47. to Sam Bernstein taking 20 points in that win.
also on the week. SAR would play again. SAR taking two wins on the week. Their second win, a a uh, the win over TABC, 53-50. to They rebounded from an 11-point first-half deficit to pull within five with about a minute to go when Daniel Wazotsky scored four of his game-high 20 points and Adam Weiss uh, layup and Adobe Marcus drained two free throws to turn the run and the win in SAR's favor. Again, SAR's only loss on the week was that last one to Frisch. TABC would begin their week with the win over JEC by doubling them up 60-30. to Following that up, they would also top Hillel. Uh, that uh, would be the end of the good news for the... Uh, sorry, that those two were sandwiched by the two losses on the week, the one to Rambam and also the one to SAR. TABC at 6-3, and three, looking to make their run towards the playoffs. Right behind them, MTA at 5-3, and 2-1 and one on the week. We mentioned their, uh, we mentioned their, their loss to... Uh, their, their loss to Frisch, but they followed that up with two two wins, a 64-48 win over Ma'or, and a 54-39 win over Ramaz. Ellie Grunberg led MTA with 20 in that last one. Ramaz would go 2-2 two and two on the week to keep themselves a shade under 500 at 4-5. and five. Ramaz would start the week with a 26-point win over Hillel, would lose to Kushner, would beat Shari Torah, and would then end off the week with that MTA loss. Maor, Hillel, and JEC all down at the at the uh, the bottom of the division. Maor getting their first win on the week, as well as Hillel. Maor would rebound from the loss to North Shore to take their first win on the season, defeating JEC by the score of 56 to 40. Also taking their win over JEC would be Hillel on uh, on Thursday night by the score of 65-56. to 56. So JEC, the only winless team left, now having lost to both Maor and Hillel. Taking a look at the standings, just to finish up very quickly, East has Rambam at the top at 8-2, YDE at 7-1, DRS 7-3, Hafter 5-2, Hank 5-4, Flatbush 4-4, Sharitor and North Shore tied at 4-6, YDH at 3-8, Meg and David 2-5, Solomon Schechter at 0-11. Frisch at 9-2 tops the West, Heschel at 8-0, SAR and Kushner at 7-2, TABC at 6-3, MTA at 5-3, Ramaz at 4-5, Maor and Hillel at 1-9, JEC at 0-10. Looking the games on the week, three of them, only one West team in action. Tuesday night, we'll have Hafter and Hank doing battle, and Flatbush and Mag and David also squaring off. Wednesday, we'll have the cross game, YDE and Hillel. The hour is late. Looks like we're not really going to get to JV basketball. Just a couple of quick points on that. DRS and Klitsch a playoff berth this week with a Flatbush loss to Mag and David in their game. Flatbush and Mag and David, Hank and Hafter doing battle on Thursday night over in the West. Frisch clinched a playoff berth with a win over MTA this past week. We will cover these games a bit more next week. As uh, as the the uh, the matchups in Boys JV getting very good, and we'll have a little more to flesh out with you. We'll do that very first thing next week, right here on the Court Report. Well, that about does it for another episode of the Court Report. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back with you next Sunday night to recap a very short week in Yeshiva League Sports, only a handful of games on the ledger. But we'll be back next week to give you a preview of what will happen on the 2017 end of this season. Next time we'll be on, it'll already be the New Year, so Happy New Year to everyone. Happy Hanukkah once again, and we hope that you enjoy your holiday week.
If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the a.m. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live only on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com